Limiting beliefs. All of us operate under at least one of them, and most of us operate under quite a few of them. In today's podcast, we're going to look at what limiting beliefs are, how they're formed, why we hold on to them, and what we can do about them. Welcome to the 12 Inches Away podcast, a space for women who are ready to stop living in fear and start living with peace and confidence. I'm your host, Shoni Doosling, a personal development coach on a mission to help women liberate themselves from anxiety and mindsets that are holding them captive so they can get back to owning their life. Join me every Wednesday, 9 a.m. Singapore Standard Time for helpful mindset hacks and tangible takeaways you can use to master your thoughts and unlock your full potential. Now today we're going to talk about limiting beliefs, but before we jump in, I want to give a shout out to Maria. A while back, I asked my Instagram community to share topics that they'd like to hear about on this podcast. Maria suggested limiting beliefs, which I think is a great topic because it's something that all of us struggle with. So thank you, Maria, for your suggestion. And now, without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Now, I don't know about you, but I've heard the term limiting belief thrown around so many times in different contexts that I somehow formed this notion that it must be something more complicated and complex than it sounds. But after some digging, I found that the term limiting beliefs, it actually literally just means beliefs that limit us. So it is as simple as it sounds. Even though it's a simple concept though, it is worth digging a bit deeper into what the words belief and limit mean. So let's start with belief. Beliefs are basically thoughts that we have thought over and over that have become a lens that we see things through. And these are thoughts about ourselves and the world around us and other people. And yeah, they really just shape how we see the world. And what about limiting? Well, the limiting part simply means that these beliefs are ones that have stunted us or basically limited our potential or what we believe our potential to be. So now that we've unpacked the term limiting beliefs, let's look at some examples. While we look at these examples, we're going to draw on something called cognitive distortions. Now, this is a concept that we did touch on in a previous episode, but it's also super relevant to today's topic. So what are cognitive distortions? Cognitive distortions are distorted ways of thinking that impact, usually negatively, the way that we see and interact with the world. Now, this is a concept that was introduced by Dr. Albert Ellis, who was the founder of Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy. And since cognitive distortions and limiting beliefs go hand in hand, and I would even go so far as to say that they're basically the same thing, we're going to draw on these cognitive distortions to give you examples of different types of limiting beliefs that you might be experiencing. And as we walk through these, I want you to just try to identify which ones you might be experiencing. Number one, mind reading. So this is the belief that we know what other people are thinking. 
And these assumptions are often negative. So for example, we might think that person looked at me funny. They must think that I'm ugly or they must be judging me. A second type of limiting belief would be overgeneralization. So this would be taking a situation and applying it as a general principle or rule. So for instance, if you make a mistake, then you will say, I always make mistakes, even if that's totally not true. Now, another limiting belief would be magnification or catastrophizing. Now, this is when we blow something out of proportion. So for example, let's say you have friends over for dinner and you completely burn the dish that you were gonna be serving. A catastrophic thought or a magnification might be to say something like, great, I burned the meal and now the whole night is going to be ruined. So this is when you take one thing that happened and you kind of apply it and make it very dramatic, like a catastrophe. Now, another type of limiting beliefs would be should statements. So as it sounds, this refers to us telling ourselves and others that we or they should do something, say something, be something etc. So for example, maybe you say to yourself, I should really call my friend every two weeks. So you're kind of creating this rule for yourself that I need to do this and otherwise I'm a bad friend, for instance. Another type of limiting beliefs would be emotional reasoning. So this is when we equate our feelings with reality. So let's say, for example, you're feeling pretty irritable and you're talking to a guy named John. If you're operating under emotional reasoning, you would say, John must be really irritating because I'm feeling very irritable right now. When in reality, maybe it's just that you're actually hungry or you're tired or there are many other factors at play. Another type of limiting belief would be labeling. So this is when you place broad labels on yourself or others. So maybe you would say something like, oh, I'm such an airhead. And what you're doing when you do this is you're actually placing a label on yourself that places you in a box. And once you're placed in that box, it's really hard for you to see yourself as anything other than an airhead, for instance. Or maybe you say about someone else like, oh, he's so rude. So then every time you see that person, you think of them as being rude. And therefore, if they ever act out of line with that, you kind of are skeptical about it because you see them primarily as being someone who is rude. Now, another limiting belief would be always having to be right. So this would be the assumption that you're always right and doing whatever you can to prove it. So for example, you might have the thought that I'm not even going to listen to that person's point of view because I know that I'm right. What this does is that it limits us from actually learning from other people and from other situations because we always believe that we need to be right. Another type of limiting beliefs is black and white thinking. Now, this is when we think in a very binary manner. So it's kind of like all or nothing. And we don't really acknowledge a middle ground or complexity within the world. So for example, we would think something like, I am good or I am bad but not really allow for complexity or a middle ground. And as you may have noticed, this can tie into labeling as well, where we label ourselves or other people as being a certain way, and therefore we limit the possibilities. So another type of limiting belief would be personalization. This is when we see everything that others say and do as a response to us, or we see ourselves as the cause of something that we actually weren't responsible for. So for that first part, an example of this might be that your housemate 
always leaves their shoes in front of the door and you've told them many times that it irritates you and to please put their shoes away. So if you have this personalization limiting belief, then you might come to the conclusion that they're doing it to irritate you. So you're taking something that the other person has done that might have absolutely nothing to do with you. It might just be that they genuinely forgot and then you're making it about you. And then the second part of personalization is seeing yourself as the cause of something that you weren't responsible for. So an example of this might be to say something like, oh, it's my fault that my husband was late for work. If only I'd gotten up earlier to make him breakfast when you never have made him breakfast before. So you're taking something that happened to someone else and then you're making it your fault when it isn't. Now, the last type of limiting belief that we'll go over today is called minimization. And this is when we minimize the significance of something that's happened. So for example, perhaps you got promoted and instead of being super excited and celebrating it, you would say, oh yeah, I did get promoted, but it was just luck. So you're minimizing the significance of the promotion. Now, as we walked through these, which one resonated the most with you? I know that for me, black and white thinking is one of the ones that I struggle with the most and one that I'm trying really hard to overcome. Now, how are these beliefs formed? Well, beliefs are formed when our brain forms connections. When we think a thought, it forms a pathway or a connection. And the more that we think that thought, the more defined that pathway becomes. Once we've formed that pathway, we reinforce it by sifting through information that we come across. We keep information that lines up with that pathway or that belief, and we discard information that goes against it. So in the case of limiting beliefs, that's when we do exactly what I just said, but with a notion that's either partially or completely untrue, and we'll feed this thought over and over to the point that it becomes a lens that we see through. Now, something you might be wondering is, if limiting beliefs are not true, why is it that we hold on to them? Well, based on my own experience and understanding, here are a few reasons that we might hold on to limiting beliefs. Now, one reason that we hold on to limiting beliefs is for simplicity's sake. Let's take black and white thinking, for instance. It would be much easier for me to say, oh, I'm good, or oh, I'm bad than to say, these parts of me are good and these parts of me are areas where I can improve. Now, another reason that we might hold on to a limiting belief is because we think it will protect us. So for example, if we label ourselves as unintelligent, then we might think that it won't actually hurt as much when and if someone else says the same thing about us. Another reason that we might hold a limiting belief is because it gives us a sense of security. So for example, let's say that we always want to be right. Now this might be because being right helps us to feel in control. And this gives us a sense, no matter how accurate or inaccurate it is, it gives us a sense of being secure. So now that we've looked at some of the reasons why we might hold on to limiting beliefs, what is it that we can actually do to overcome these limiting beliefs? The first thing that we can do is to simply become aware that they're happening. So in order to do this, you can re-listen to this podcast and just kind of track the ones that you think that you identify with. 
Once you have an idea of the ones that you tend to wrestle with, then you'll be set up to move on to step two, which is challenging your limiting beliefs. After step two, the third part is to work on replacing these beliefs. This is something that we do in the sessions that I have in my program, which is where we'll work on something that's called cognitive restructuring. And this is where you take a certain thought pattern that you have And then through a series of steps, we come to a place where you're able to think in a different way. It's basically rewiring your thinking. So if you've tried to work through these steps, but you're having a little bit of trouble, one thing that you could do is to reach out and we can work together on how to do this for your specific situation, where we would go more in depth and I can coach you to really weed these thoughts out and correct your thinking. Now, another thing that you can consider is how you're doing emotionally. Sometimes it's really hard to rewire our thoughts if we're feeling a bit emotionally fragile. And something that I keep recommending and I'll recommend it again is to work on self-compassion. This is something that really enhances your resilience and it really just builds up your inner strength so that you have capacity to do things like changing your thinking. And if this is something that you would like to work on, there is a free seven-day perfectionist workbook is what it's called. You can use the link in the show notes and it's basically a self-compassion starter guide. So if you want to check that out, download that. I highly recommend it. It's just such a good way of getting familiar with what self-compassion is and what the different dimensions of it are and how you can apply that to your life. And just as with the thought restructuring, self-compassion is a huge element of the programs that I have. So if you want to work on those together, do reach out as well. Now we're nearing the end of today's podcast, so let's summarize what we've learned. First, limiting beliefs are simply beliefs that limit our potential. Second, examples of limiting beliefs include believing that we can read other people's minds, overgeneralizations, catastrophizing, using should statements, emotional reasoning, labeling, believing that we always need to be right, believing that things are either black or white, believing that we're responsible for things that we're not responsible for, believing that everything is about us, and minimizing the significance of something. Third, we learned that limiting beliefs, just like all other beliefs, are formed when we think a certain thought over and over, and then we filter information based on that thought. Fourth, there are many reasons that we might hold on to limiting beliefs. They include simplicity, a sense of protection, or a sense of security. And lastly, to overcome our limiting beliefs, We need to first become aware of them, second, challenge them, and third, replace them. And to do these three things might also involve doing some self-compassion work. So as I mentioned earlier, cognitive restructuring or basically rewiring your thinking and self-compassion techniques are two of the key strategies that I use in my coaching programs. So if you want to accelerate the process of overcoming these beliefs or of learning self-compassion, just message me on Instagram or Facebook at 12 inches away and we can have an absolutely no pressure conversation uh, just about what it would be like to work together. And the links for all of these are in the show notes. That brings us to the end of today's podcast. But don't worry, there are plenty more ahead. 
Join me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Singapore Standard Time for weekly chats on things like perfectionism and anxiety. If you're loving this podcast, share it with a friend and give it a five-star rating or leave a review to help us reach even more people. And as always, I love hearing from you guys. So if you want to connect, hop over to my Instagram or Facebook page and send me a message or comment on one of the posts. The links are in the show notes.